No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Solomon compares the way of the fool with the way of the wise. Life has risks, but wisdom brings success. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Ecclesiastes chapter 10 on Simply the Bible. Throughout Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, King Solomon has contrasted the way of the fool with the way of the wise. He repeats and emphasizes this comparison in Ecclesiastes 10. Dead flies putrefy the perfumer's ointment and cause it to give off a foul odor. So does a little folly to one respected for wisdom and honor. How can something so sweet smell so bad? Well, it can if you get a rotten fly in the ointment. In the same way, a little foolishness destroys a person's good reputation. It can take his entire life to build his good name, but one act of infidelity can destroy it. How often people in high places do things that show just how foolish they really are. Moses said, be sure your sin will find you out. Now in the next book that we will cover, Song of Solomon, we read, Catch us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines. People rarely fall into sin as though it were something that happened suddenly. They plan for it by making multiple compromises. Now, when others find out about it, usually it has been continuing for quite some time. It was just hidden. Therefore, if we would preserve our integrity and our reputation, Therefore, if we would preserve our integrity and our reputation for the long haul, then we must catch the foxes before they spoil the vines. We must pull up sin before it ever takes root. A wise man's heart is at his right hand, but a fool's heart at his left. Even when a fool walks along the way, he lacks wisdom and he shows everyone that he is a fool. This is hard to understand. What does it mean to have your heart at your right hand or your left? We must understand that in the ancient world, the right hand was the place of honor. We see this in Matthew 25 when Jesus judges the nations and sets the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. The left hand was the place of dishonor. Our word sinister comes from a Latin word meaning left hand. So if the fool's heart is at his left, then it shows he is choosing the wrong way. Now, the irony is that even when a fool is making the effort to appear wise by choosing what he thinks is a good way, his folly is still evident. He cannot hide what he is. If the spirit of the ruler rises against you, do not leave your post, for conciliation pacifies great offenses. It can be hard to deal with a boss who is a jerk. It would be even worse if your supervisor were the king and he had all authority. So you might be tempted to walk out or join a faction against him, but Solomon says, don't, don't do that. Don't leave your post. Be faithful in the area to which you were assigned. Then you will pacify the ruler's anger by your good behavior. Now he may be on the warpath, but his arrows will be fired at someone else if you're sticking to your post and doing your job. Now, for the remainder of chapter 10, Solomon looks at a number of different fools and the folly they commit, beginning 
with a foolish ruler. There is an evil I have seen under the sun, as an error proceeding from the ruler. Folly is set in great dignity, while the rich sit in a lowly place. I have seen servants on horses, while princes walk on the ground like servants. Rulers are not exempt from folly. And the sad truth is that when a ruler makes a foolish decision, it impacts many more people. So Solomon calls it a great evil when rulers exalt a fool to a position of honor. Such a promotion will go to the fool's head and those under his supervision will suffer. The corresponding evil is that the ruler keeps princes who have the right qualifications in low places. Now, is it because of envy or does the ruler fear a rebellion? But a wise ruler will be recognized by the great staff that he has surrounding him. When princes walk on the ground like servants, then their talents are wasted, the government is ineffective, and the whole land suffers. He who digs a pit will fall into it, and whoever breaks through a wall will be bitten by a serpent. He who quarries stones may be hurt by them, and he who splits wood may be endangered by it. If the axe is dull and one does not sharpen the edge, then he must use more strength, but wisdom brings success. So here Solomon is speaking of foolish workers. So first off, the fool digs a pit, but he doesn't have enough sense uh, to put a guard or you know railing or something around it, uh, or he's not watching what he's doing and he falls into the pit. Uh, he breaks through a wall because he's not really paying attention to what he's doing. You know, maybe he's got, he's in this little bobcat and he breaks through the, the brick wall. And, and then uh, as a result, the serpent comes uh, through the breach in the wall and bites him. He's just being foolish in what he's doing. He's not taking proper precautions or he quarries stone uh, and he doesn't follow, you know, the OSHA guidelines and he gets hurt there or he splits wood and he endangers himself, and it would seem that the reason is because he didn't sharpen his axe. It's dull. He's got to use more strength to do it. Maybe it bounces off the wood and, uh, and hurts him, uh, but he's just not using wisdom in what he's doing. But wisdom brings success. If he would you know, take the right precautions, sharpen the axe and so forth, uh, then he would be successful. A serpent may bite when it is not charmed. The babbler is no different. The words of a wise man's mouth are gracious, but the lips of a fool shall swallow him up. The words of his mouth begin with foolishness, and the end of his talk is raving madness. A fool also multiplies words. Now, in those days, they had the snake charmer, and the snake charmer, it, it was not so much the music because the snakes can't hear but they would follow the motions of the snake charmer and you know be mesmerized uh, but a charmer that didn't do it right uh, would be bitten by the serpent and so solomon is comparing that with a foolish babbler who gets bitten because he's not using charming words he's using offensive words and he gets bitten as a result but the words of a wise man are gracious now, you look at wise people and they know how to use the right words. They know how to say what's appropriate in any given situation. It's been said that tact is making a point without making an enemy. Uh, we see that Jesus 
was very wise in his words. He always had the right thing to say at the right time. In fact, everyone spoke well of him and was amazed by the gracious words that came from his lips. Now, earlier in Ecclesiastes, Solomon said, the end of a thing is better than its beginning, but not so with the fool. He begins with foolishness and he ends in raving madness. Rather than getting better, his foolishness causes him to degenerate. Now, you would think that after speaking so many words with so little substance that the fool would weary himself and be quiet. But in fact, the more he speaks, the more he is convinced that he is right, that his opinions are golden, and the longer he goes on and on and on. No man knows what is to be. Who can tell him what will be after him? The labor of fools wearies them, for they do not even know how to go to the city. Nobody knows what will be. Nobody knows the future. I have to laugh when I see people trying to predict the future on the news and you know what's going to happen, what's going to happen to interest rates, what's going to happen to the economy, whatever. And it's, it's hilarious because nobody really knows. They guess, but they really don't know. Nobody knows the future. We don't know what tomorrow holds. So the fool... He doesn't know the future either. In fact, he's so foolish that even his labor wearies him. He's so foolish and ignorant that he doesn't even know how to get to the city. He doesn't know the way uh, into the city. Uh, In other words, he can't even find his way up the escalator. So how can he predict the future? Woe to you, O land, when your king is a child and your princes feast in the morning. Blessed are you, O land, when your king is the son of nobles and your princes feast at the proper time for strength and not for drunkenness. Now, this is speaking here of the fact that when a nation is rebellious, God will give them over to bad leaders. That was the situation in Isaiah's day. Isaiah chapter 3 says, The Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, will take away from Jerusalem and Judah everything they depend on, every bit of bread and every drop of water. All their heroes and soldiers, judges and prophets, fortune tellers and elders, army officers and high officials, advisors, skilled sorcerers and astrologers, I will make boys their leaders and toddlers their rulers. People will oppress each other, man against man, neighbor against neighbor. Young people will insult their elders and vulgar people will sneer at the honorable. People will call evil good and good evil. Look, we are seeing this today in so many ways as uh, people turn away from God, turn away from the laws of God and do whatever's right in their own eyes. And what happens is God will give such a nation over to bad leadership, not necessarily uh, boys and toddlers in age, but in their maturity. They are children in their thinking. Uh, They're immature and they're poor leaders. And this happens and is happening uh, as a result of people turning away from God. That's what God can do. He can judge a nation that way. And everybody suffers when they get bad leadership. Now, the princes are feasting in the morning for drunkenness. Uh, But blessed, Solomon says, are you when your king is the son of nobles and the princes, they feast for strength and not to get drunk. Because of laziness, the building decays and through idleness of hands, the house leaks. 
So you look at somebody who's lazy, their house is falling apart, you know, the roof is leaking and they're putting buckets everywhere rather than getting up there and fixing the roof. A feast is made for laughter and wine makes merry, but money answers everything. Now, does money really answer everything? What about buying good health? What about buying a good marriage or buying your salvation? What about even buying your happiness? Can you do that? No, you can't. Money doesn't work for any of these things. So Solomon took the worldview here of many whose hope is only in this world to them. It does appear that money answers everything. They live for making more money, but what will they do when they die and stand before God? They can't buy their way out of that one. Do not curse the king, even in your thought. Do not curse the rich, even in your bedroom, for a bird of the air may carry your voice and a bird in flight may tell the matter. So, you know, don't curse the king or the rich people. In other words, don't slander them behind their back. Jesus said what you whisper in your inner room will be shouted from the rooftops. And it just has a tendency to get out, whatever you say. So, so a good rule of thumb is that if you're going to talk about somebody, just imagine them being in the room with you. Would you say the same thing if they were there? Because it has a tendency to get out. Or a bird in flight may tell the matter to someone else. This is where we get that saying, a little bird told me. Now, in all these things, Solomon is showing us the two ways, either the way of the fool or the way of the wise. We can choose which way to go. So much better to choose the way of wisdom rather than playing the fool. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll see that there is value in diligence and patience. Seek God while you're young before the difficult days come. Solomon gives the conclusion of the whole matter. We hope you'll join us as we conclude the book of Ecclesiastes on Simply the Bible.